I'm Jonathan, and uh, I hope you're doing well. And um, I'm making sure I can share our, our live stream. Here we go. But uh, Tyler, how have you been today? Uh, today for me, uh, it's been uh, a pretty busy day so far for me. It's, it's been good. It's been a little bit hectic, but uh, normal holiday stuff. It was finally warm enough to wear some short sleeves. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, see, not here. Here it was a little cold. It was a little chilly. We had some, um, I don't know, today uh, someone came by the building and wanted to drop off some boxes. And as they dropped off these boxes, I went outside. And not only was it a little bit cold, but, but it was raining a little bit. But it wasn't rain. And it wasn't snow. And it wasn't quite sleet. I don't know what it was. But um, I was in short sleeves. And it was real windy, and I wasn't too happy. Let's just put it that way. It was a little chilly. Okay, I'm not familiar with this mystery form of precipitation. I don't. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was a little sleet, but it it was just all I know is it was it wasn't coming down like it normally does. So it was it was just a little bit different. So like different. postal service, you know, rain, sleet, snow, hail, and that weird stuff that Kentucky gets. <laughs> Hey, don't don't judge too hard. Don't judge too hard. But I, I remember, oh man, it was I guess it was it might have been after some snow, but I saw a um a mail truck one time and it was being towed. And I definitely grabbed the pic a picture of that because I thought it was one of the funniest things. I so I could I'm out here. Oh, it was great. It was great. So I, I I did that and I took a picture of it so I could um posted on Facebook and I was like, you know, no, there was it rain, sleet, snow, nothing's going to stop us. And I was like, what about a tow truck? <laughs> it tow, uh, but it was funny, but man, so what are we talking about today, Tyler? Well, you know, we decided to go ahead and talk about um, some different things with regards to uh, families and technology and um, specifically um, family sharing and screen time with kids. Um, you know, one, I think one of the reasons we talked about doing this was it's Christmas time. There might be some people around the world who, you know, their kids might be getting an iPad or something like that for Christmas. And I often get these questions um, from people saying, you know, what, what can I do to make sure my kid isn't like constantly on this at 3 a.m.? Uh, because it's happened before. I'm a, I hope my kid's watching right now because there was one day I was playing Fortnite back when they still had them on the phones. And all of a sudden, I got logged off. I thought, well, what in the world's going on? I logged back in a few seconds later, logged back off. I thought, what's going on? And I went into my son's room, and it's like three hours past his bedtime, and he's got the iPad out, and I had been using his iPad on my account. And so every time he turned it on, he logged me out. I was like, oh, you busted right now. So we're going to talk about some ways to keep that from happening. Oh, that, that, that's, that, that's good stuff. And I know I'm, I'm asked a lot of times this, this, this same thing, you know, how can I, you, you know, with my kid having technology and having, you know, smartphones and tablets, is it safe? Is it not safe? And, and I guess before we get into some of our, our, our issues and our, our, our things we'll be discussing, is it safe? Is it safe for your kid to have a smartphone today? It can be. I mean, as, as with anything, there's different levels uh, that you have to take into consideration because your kid has someone else in his sixth grade class that has a phone. Doesn't mean that yours needs one. Um, different ages, people mature differently, and, and there are always going to be pitfalls of everything. And you could ask that question about anything. You're about to have a uh, baby coming into this world in the next uh, few weeks or so. Yeah. And, and you're going to find out every little thing you can sit there and you can ask the question, well, is this safe? Is this okay to do? And so um, just like that, it's, it can be safe, but it does require some work and it does require some supervision. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess we'll just jump right in to start sharing some, some good tips because what we want, we want this to be about how to safely use uh, your phones and how to be able to set up certain things like family sharing and some parental locks like screen, uh, like uh, screen time, 
And uh, Tyler, you you are the one that actually really convinced me to set this stuff up on uh, for family sharing. So for me, I've always heard about family sharing, but I never really looked into it too much. So what is family sharing? I mean, for those of us who aren't, you know, who kind of say, oh, I saw it in a setting, even for those, those of us who might be a little tech savvy, we might not look into it because we might not really think it applies to us. But what is family sharing? Like, how did it come about? Well, you know, the re reason it came about was, you know, I'm pretty old. So the iPhone 3G was my first iPhone. And you got all these apps and you spend like $600, $700 on a phone. And then you look at the app store and you're like, I'm not paying 99 cents for that. Um, and especially if it's a good app, you're like, well, now I've bought it, but my wife also has an iPhone. Does she have to go buy it again? And in those early days, most people just signed in with the same Apple ID. But then the advent of things like iMessage and FaceTime where Apple IDs were used for those came about. And you know, spouses started getting each other's messages. And it's annoying at best and troublesome at worst. And so yeah. what they've done is with family sharing is you set up a family. And you say this person is your spouse or you say this person is a child or maybe just some other family member. Uh, you've got a brother that lives in the house with you or something. And you sit there and you have the option to share purchases with it as part of it. And when you do that, you're saying whatever my payment method is, I agree to use that whenever they buy things. Mm -hmm. And as a part of this, they can go into the app store. They can click the purchase tab. And instead of just seeing their purchases, you can look at the other purchases for everyone in your family. And if it's something that costs money, you can download that for free. And so that's, that's, a, big, that's a big, that's a money saver. Yeah. We're I here mean, saving you guys money. And, and even some in-app purchases in the near future will be able to be shared across the family sharing. Yeah. And so that's, that's huge. And so, but that's just, that's only just one small part of it. You also have, as the name implies with family sharing, everything is about sharing. Location sharing is part of this as well. Subscription sharing for things like Apple Music or Apple TV, Arcade, News Plus, Fitness Plus that just came out. Um, all of those things, if you have family sharing, so long as you have, I think Apple Music's the only one where they have an individual or a family one that are different prices. But everything else is just instantly shared across the family. Definitely. And and so what we'll do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to show you. And uh, I hope it's coming through pretty good. This is my phone. Don't judge my uh, my activity today. My watch was dead. It was on the charger. And I've been messing with some uh, some settings here. But if you go to your settings and so here's your your settings, you can see all your the stuff you're doing. If you click the top of your name, which is where your Apple ID and your iCloud settings are, you'll see your name, your phone number, your email, all those security issues, your credit card. I'm not going to show that to you guys. I'm sorry. I'm not going to show you subscriptions. But if you see you have your iCloud, your purchases, your Find My, which is always nice. If you have multiple devices like I do, I can ping a phone or you can even with family sharing like Tyler was talking about. Um, find, you know, be able to locate uh, people in your family. But if you click that next thing, you'll see, I just have my wife and I, uh, we do have a, a little one on the way. So in about two and about 10 weeks, yeah, sorry, let's see, what, three, two, three weeks. Um, Catherine, if you're listening, um, that's just an excuse for us to get another iPad. That, that's all I'm saying. But you see here, I have an organizer and adult because we don't have children right now. So if you hit this ad member, you could invite people to your family. You could create an account for your child. And I believe that's what Tyler has set up for his family and because uh, of iPads they use and, mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. But you'll see I have location sharing turned on, purchase sharing turned on, and you can even share your I iCloud storage, which is huge. We've lost, your, uh, we've lost your phone image on there. Isn't that lovely? And... Um, this is the night mode version of one of the wallpapers that comes with your, uh, <laughs> on your Mac software. And, and what's great about this one, if we could just analyze this for a minute. Sure. Is that um, I, I think there should be a smoke monster and Jack and Kate down on that island somewhere. Um, 
Awesome. If you zoom in really far, you can see lock and these are all lost references. So there <laughs> so, we go. We're back. We're back. We're back. So you also have your iCloud storage, which is really nice because I pay for, you'll see, I have the 200 gig plan right now. And this is nice because I just set this up for the first time a couple, about a week ago. And now I'm, you know, being able to say, now, Catherine, we can now take your laptop, my computer, my phone, my iPad, and we can back them up to iCloud and only have to pay for one subscription. Now, right now, 200 gigs with four or five devices is going to fill up fairly quickly, especially when we take more pictures and if we if we use our iCloud storage for pictures. So um, we'll probably be upgrading that soon. But you'll see all the stuff you can you can do more to share if we used Apple Cash. Um, we see this ask to buy thing. Oh, Tyler, you've you've used that and uh, explain what what that's talking about. Yeah, so when we set ours up, um, our kids have iPads. Um, and, and don't I, I know you were joking when you said that's an excuse to get an iPad. I had won an iPad when the original one came out, and we got it when Gunner was like four months old. And Gunner had heart condition, and he was in the doctor's office all the time, had open heart surgery. The iPad playing Aladdin nonstop was a lifesaver for that. So, so don't knock it. <laughs> we, we were one of those people. But um, you know, when I set it up, it gave us the option to say, you know, I'm going to create an account for a child. And what that does is you can then set all sorts of different things. And we'll get into some of that later. But the big one is the ask to buy that you see down there underneath more to share. And when you're setting it up for a kid, I think if they're under 13, it automatically turns that on. If they're over 13, it'll ask you if you want to turn that on. And the answer is yes. Um, otherwise, oh, right. they get into the app store and they see some app that they want, they just download it. And maybe you don't want them on Snapchat or TikTok or something like that. Well, with Ask to Buy, even if they know their Apple ID password, they have to get approval from you. And so you're watching even if it's free, even yeah. if it's free. And so you, you get a little deal on your phone that says uh, Brooklyn wants to buy this app and you can say approve or don't approve. And then it has to, you know, either use face ID or touch ID. And so that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, you see all the time, uh, some lady, uh, I just saw a story a few days ago, something like a $60,000 bill from Apple because <laughs> of, and it's like, there are all sorts of different one. She could have not told her kid what the password was, but so many different things that she had turned off that would have prevented all of this. Well, hey, I, I'm but hey, the kid probably has enough gems in Clash Royale and Clash of Clans now to, to be able to just go all the way up and max everything out. So it's a win, I think, right? I think it was one of those uh, maps, actually. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so it, it leveled it up worked. in Candy Crush on your own. Yeah, so it even works in in-app purchases. So, you know, a lot of times I tell you, uh, sometimes kids, especially uh, when you have older devices that don't have uh, like Face ID or Touch ID and you have you don't have it set where it has to have a password or maybe you do and you have the thumbprint uh, and a kid especially has the thumbprint on it. With Face ID, I think what you have to tap the button twice to use your Face ID to purchase something. But before I had just the, the touch ID and there was one time I was playing a game and then Catherine called me or some, or I was watching TV and I put the phone in my lap and held it in my lap. And then I looked down and I had with my thumb hit like one corner, which was the store. And my thumb was over the touch ID thing. And I bought like $50 item. And I looked down and I went, uh, and I, my, I just didn't even move my hands. It was the worst. Talk about not letting the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Right. So, I mean, this would even prevent, uh, your, your kids from, from doing that. Uh, it won't prevent you from doing that <laughs> and it won't prevent your spouse from doing it because you can't use it to control your spouse. And uh, which is a good thing, by the way, if, if you have, if you want to set that up to control your spouse, we have other issues. But this is more for making sure your children are protected and you're safely giving them devices 
that because that's something that that Catherine and I have been thinking about. You know, is you know how can we protect our children? You know, and think some things I've been thinking about is what age are we going to want to start doing these things? What's out there? What I want to protect them from? What I don't want them to be able to? <laughs> what I want to be able to make sure that they experience, but also in a safe way. And Candace here is is saying, "That's right. He can't control this spouse." So, um, looks. Uh, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, that, that brings up another point here on the location sharing. You can get notified when someone arrives at a location, leaves a location. Yes. Um, and even if someone is not at a location during certain times. But let me give you a word of warning. If you set this up to say like, OK, uh, Catherine's at the mall and you say, I, I want to I'm supposed to do some chores, but it takes 30 minutes for her to get from the mall to here. So I'm going to set up a notification to let me know when she leaves. Um, it will let her know that you just created a notification. Yeah, it so, does let well, them know. Yeah, so be, be, be careful. You know, you're not going to like be able to sneakily spy on them, at least in that way. If you make that no. notification, it'll let them know you just created a notification. Well, what I really like about the the, the location sharing, I uh, see Catherine works an hour away. And especially whenever it's, you know, bad weather or when it's snowy roads and icy roads, are right now, you know, when she's pregnant, it's really nice to be able to just log on there and, and make sure in the morning because she leaves super early in the morning uh, before I'm ready. And I'll look at it just to make sure, OK, she's there safe. She got there safely because, you, you know, you don't always get the text, hey, got here safely, you know, and it's really nice to have that. It's really nice to have that. Also, it's nice to know, hey, Here's maybe why she's not, you know, if we call and she doesn't answer, you look at it and say, okay, she's in the office or she's fine. Or, you know, she also, she's a social worker. So she would make a lot of home visits. Well, I'm a little skeptical. I don't trust people. And I want to make sure if I know, okay, you have a home visit and you're supposed to leave at this time. I want to make sure that they didn't kidnap you. <laughs> and uh, so the location services uh, come, come quite in handy. Mm -hmm. and, and that'll only become more in handy as you start having kids. I mean, we don't, our, yeah. ours just have iPads. So, you know, it's, it's always at the house, but you know, in the future, like, you know, five years, whenever we decide to ever give them an iPad, I told him, I was like, you can have a phone whenever I got a phone. <laughs> yes. And I didn't have a phone until I was driving. And, uh, same here. And they said, my parents said, there's no need for you to have a phone. You're, you know, you're always with us. <laughs> well, I, I'm so old when I, even that phone, you couldn't even play snake on it. Oh man. See, I, I had, what was my first phone? It was, I think it was, so I had my dad's old Nokia brick phone, the old, oh, it was great. And then after that, I had a razor. I did splurge on a razor. You and would. then I would. And, and you haven't touched a razor since. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had the Samsung uh, slide phone. I loved that thing because it could fit in my hand and I could spin it around. And oh, it was fun. But enough reminiscing. Kids, kids, kids don't even know how good. They, they, don't, they don't know what we're talking. About. So we have family sharing. But then you also see the thing on the bottom of the screen if it's big enough. And I apologize because I don't think I can turn it sideways on this. Oh, whoa. Look what we got here. We can see stuff now. So we got screen time. So now, uh, what's the screen time stuff? I mean, I, I've used it, and uh, you've probably used it a little bit longer uh, than I have, or for more reasons than, than I have with having uh, children with iPads. So what is screen time? Screen time is Apple's response to a group of parents a few years ago who said these phones are addicting and you don't do anything about it. And Apple, to their credit, jumped on this really quick because it was gaining lots of attention. Screen time is a lot of different things. At its core, you can see how much time you're using on your device every uh, day. And it'll show you all the stuff. And I get a report every Sunday that says you use your device an average of this many hours and minutes per day, up or down from the last week. 
But when it comes in for children, what it's really beneficial for is that fine level of control. You can sit there and say on games, I only want them to be able to have one hour a day or you know whatever time frame you want. And you can set it for individual categories. You can tell it which apps within that you want to do it for. And this is where you can choose the apps that are allowed, such as things like Safari. Um, and on the downtime that you see there right in the middle of the screen, that's where you can say, um, you want between these times, no apps to become available. And so you let's, set, let's, let's do that. Let's do, let's say, because a good rule, really, let's say 9 p.m. Uh, if you have a teenager and then you say they get up at 6 a.m. for school. Uh, now, you know, a good rule of thumb is uh, I'm not a big fan of letting kids sleep with their phones. Uh, there's nothing they need to have their phones for. Oh, they have to have an alarm clock. Go buy a ten dollar alarm clock or a five dollar a five below uh, has alarm clocks. I'm sure. You know, go to the Dollar Tree and they have alarm clocks. You know, go get an alarm clock and you know maybe also help them. You know, wake them up too. But alarm clocks are cheap. So we have nine nine p.m. to six a.m. and this will. And then once you do this, you go back to your app limits. Correct. And select which ones you want them to be able to use. Tyler, I think we lost you. You're muted. How about now? Yes, we're good. My AirPods decided to disconnect from me. Oh, no. So we'll just put those up for now. All right. So once we have this set up, what's the next step we do? If you go back one screen, um, you yep. will see the always allowed. Yep, right here. And here's where you can sit down and say, during the downtime, the only thing they can use is phone, messages, FaceTime, and maps. Yep. And phone will always be allowed. It's a security thing so that if there's an emergency, they can still dial 911 or call. Correct. Um, but then you could choose on there if there's something for school work that they need to do. A lot of kids on their iPads are having to do school work and you say, well, let's put that app on there. Let's put your reader app or whatever it is that you have to use Google Classroom on there as well. And during those times, those will be the only ones that they can use. Everything else will be grayed out. Won't let them um, won't let them watch Netflix or whatever it is that they may be wanting to do. And, and you'll also notice, and not to interrupt, but you also notice if a kid comes in here and tries to mess with something, watch this. Oh, I want to be able to play my game. Let's find Clash of Clans. And I want to be able to play Clash of Clans whenever. Well, it'll ask for a password again. If they were able, if you left it up. And it, it so it's pretty secure. But write down that passcode. Oh. Somewhere, yes. because if you forget it, it's... That's a whole different show. Uh, I'm not sure we could put that on a show. <laughs> they call Apple and beg them for forgiveness. Uh, at Apple, well, I found ways, but it, it, it basically requires you, you're having, you're basically hacking your phone. And it's not something we encourage on the show. And uh, it's because Apple pretty much, they, they've told me before we can't recover it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure they can eventually, but it's, it's not fun. And then you have your app limits, which I really like. So let's go back to the, I'm glad it's not showing you this. That's cool. So then you can say, you know, oh, let's say, I, you know, social, all social media apps. And uh, say Facebook, Messenger, messages. Oh, let's do Facebook and Messenger. Next. Let's do one minute a day. Well, that's awful. But if, let's say we do do one, we do do <laughs> Let's say we we set it for one minute, and let's get out of here. And uh, I've already used Facebook for more than a minute today, so I can ask for more time. It'll just give me one more minute, or I have to enter in the screen time password. Mm -hmm. and, and let me, th this is amazing. Literally, like, less than 10 minutes ago, I got a notification pop up on mine here. Brooklyn requested more screen time for Roblox. And so as a parent, this is what I see. 
she reached her <laughs> app limit. Hey, hold up, hold up. Put put your phone up again. We're gonna we're gonna let you. Yeah, so that so they're able to, you know, you can say no, you don't get any more. Are yeah, sure, five more minutes, or nope, you, you're done for the day. <laughs> no soup for you. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's great because kids, you can lose a whole lot of time. I mean, I, I, I'm remembering how much time I wasted playing Super Nintendo, but the screen you've got it on now is the big one. App limits. That's every parent's going to be different some parents may not want to put that on there but this is the one every parent should do yes um, you will see on there the allowed communication um who, who can they talk to during the downtime during normal time and then also this is a huge one the allow contact editing and so you're going to see have some issues doing this on yours but on um on mine, if I do that, I will see a list of all of their contacts that's on their iPad because they have, you know, Apple IDs and family members with iPhones who they can iMessage. And I can select the ones during downtime. You can only get in touch with me or mom. Um, but that big one, if you turn off the allow contact editing button that was there briefly. I want my money back, Tyler. <laughs> if, if you see that on a child's when you're looking at their screen time and you turn that off, you'll then need to go over, like when I set it up for our kids, I had to go over to their iPad and type in a code and confirm it. And now all of their contacts I manage on my phone. And so I'm looking. Okay, so here we see, this is actually Gunner's iPad contacts, but I can pull up on here. And so I can go ahead and make all the changes. I can add people to it, but he can't because that, uh, and just to show you that allow contact editing is turned off. Mm -hmm. And so what's good about that is they're at school, maybe with a device, they can't get a phone number from someone and just program it in on their device. And this is great for, there's so many different things this is good for. They can't put in a number to a person they're not supposed to contact and then say that it's someone else. So that if you say, who are you talking to? They say, oh, this is just, you know, Aunt Tiffany over here. Oh, okay, that's good. As like, oh, but it's really someone else. They just edited it. This allows, or this keeps them from being able to do that. And it controls just who is on their phone. Um, it's not going to be able to block people from calling them that have their number, except for during the downtime, they won't get that. You know, you put downtime as during school, someone that's not on their list of available contacts, then they don't get to answer it. They don't even hear it ring. They don't get to message that person. Um, so that's that's one of the huge things. And when we talk about all the things that go on in the world that make people nervous, about their kids having a device that can literally reach anybody is that this is something you need um, is to have that level of control. And that's something that's, I think that they just added that with 13 a year ago. So it's still relatively new. Yeah. And, and I'll say, so in addition to, and we're, and we're giving you some advice on setting up some of these, especially for uh, your children. Now this one should be, in my opinion, turned on for everyone your content and privacy restrictions um just go ahead and do yourself a favor and you see sometimes i, I don't have all of mine um turned on but under uh oh where is it your content restrictions you can edit all of these and say you know what i don't want my movies i don't want to see anything under i mean over pg-13 you know, or I don't want to see TV shows that are over TV 14. And when you're doing this for your children, that's a really good way to, to help them not see certain things. And then, of course, your web content where you can say unrestricted, limited, only go to a few websites. And you'll see the ones they've listed here and you can add your own. When you limit adult websites, you'll see stuff like, well, this tiger net thing on the top that was Catherine's 
uh, web portal for paying for her grad school. Um, it blocked it for some reason, and that will happen every now and then. You'll see a, there's a church there that they blocked. They, you know, so I put in some just in case they they didn't like the CCLI place. They didn't like my Tiger Droppings place, which is a, a sports forum. So sometimes you'll have issues, but when it comes to protecting your children, uh, I would much prefer my child to say, hey, it, it blocked me from going to see, you know, a, a, a little video of a sports clip and then it not block something. It should. So. Yeah. Go, go back to con or um, click on the allowed apps button there. Yeah. This is where you can turn off Safari and keep them from being able to access the website. It'll even remove the icon, correct? It takes it away completely. They can't get Safari. They don't see Safari. And if you've already turned on Ask to Buy, they can't download Opera or Chrome or some other web browser as well. And now let's see. You can even hide stuff like the iTunes store or the bookstore or, you know, which, and what, another good one. And I know this is going to, this is going to sound weird, but turning off camera is always nice. Uh, especially if your child, is, uh, you know, we're trying to protect our children from, from doing certain things. You can always turn it back on manually when you're with them. Now that's if you want, but it's an option. And I want to do uh, one thing. If you can pull up your control center, Jonathan. Um, if you are unfamiliar with control center, if you have a face ID phone, you get to it by dragging down from the top right corner. If you have a phone that still has a button on it, you get to it by pulling up from the bottom. But on that uh, top left platter, and yeah, that's what they're called officially, uh, where the airplane, cellular, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth logos are, if you'll just long press on that one, It'll pull up the options for airdrop. And as you see right now, Jonathan has his set to airdrop everyone. <laughs> this means that anyone who is around I him. Did. Well, this would mean that anyone who's around you can pull up a picture and an action sheet to send you that. And they will see you on airdrop to be able to send you something. And it'll pop up that preview of the picture right away. However, there are three options for this. You can turn airdrop off, you can leave it at everyone, or you can choose contacts only. Now there's a little bit of some things to know here. What it's doing is it's actually looking at Apple IDs. So if you have it set to contacts only and I'm around and you've got me in your contacts, you've got my phone number in the contacts, but you don't have my email address associated with my Apple ID, I won't see you in there. Um, but if you do that, you're resting assured that no one at a public space is going to start trying to send your kids pictures of things. Only people who they have, like the only people that can send it are the ones that your children have the email addresses associated with that person's Apple ID in their contacts. Mm -hmm. And so for kids, it's a pain sometimes because a lot of my contacts, I don't have their email address in there and so when we do airdrop stuff i can't see them sometimes if they have it set like that but for your kids i would definitely recommend it did we just lose you no i'm, I'm still here oh, okay oh uh, you're okay for sure for sure so um we've gone through how to set up family sharing we've gone on we talked about the screen. Now, this screen time thing is absolutely wonderful. Uh, and you can even on the C activity, you can see where they spent most of their time on what apps. And I'll do that really quickly. And those of you who are going to pause that video later, don't judge. And uh, <laughs> but you'll see that we have all sorts of options. Now, they're always allowed in the communication limits and the content and privacy ones are really big and uh really big when you get older for teenagers uh i i i would recommend if you're really going to say my my child has to bring a phone to school that always allowed is really nice make sure they can contact you for an emergency but turn off all the games when they're at school uh, uh i'm a little old-fashioned and if and i might make a lot of teens mad but we we 
you're a parent and you're curious about if that's an option, it is an option. And uh, at least on on iPhones, Android, I uh, believe I was looking up some stuff today and Google has some some good stuff, but a lot of them look like they don't come as standard as, at least as as native and as extensive as the native uh, settings can be on iOS. That's something Apple has prided itself in um, above things like Google who make their money on data collection. <laughs> and by the way, whenever you look at the see all activity, when you scroll all the way to the bottom of that, it will show you all the different notifications that have been on that particular day. Oh yeah. So yeah. if, um, you know, and this is good for, <laughs> you know, if, if your kids are younger and whatever it is you're doing and you have decided we're going to check your messages each day to make sure that you're being held accountable, if their messages app is empty, but then you look at activity and you see that they've had 20 notifications from messages, you might ask that question. Why did you feel like you needed to delete the 20 messages you got today? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's, there is a fine line that every parent must draw with how much are you going to police your children, but there are tools here for if that is something that you choose to do as a parent. Yeah. And it'll even, uh, so which is really good is it'll even tell you the time of day. And for the past week, you can see that day, uh, my phone was blowing up. Uh, it was going, I see messages. I had 68. Uh, my phone was going off like nuts. So, you know, there's some days where, you know, do you, for, another thing is it's really interesting to study how many times your phone's going off notifications. Maybe it, it's a problem and uh, maybe I need to, it's a wake up call for me uh, and for adults who are watching, maybe look at it and notice, man, I need to turn some of these off. Yeah, and, and you, you could actually tap the messages within that page yeah. and it'll pull up your um, yep. notification. You can just click, turn it off. Yeah, we'll go back to that and show them. So you can say, yeah, you know, say I have my notifications and I really don't want notifications from Instagram. That's really bothering me. But see, I have them on all three. I could turn off notifications, put it back, say, you know what? I only want to see them in the notification center when I pull pull it down. Uh, or I want it temporary. I, for some of them, I have it where I have to dismiss it because it's important, you know, or... I think it's important, <laughs> you know, like TikTok. TikTok's annoying me lately. So look, it's it's gone. Bye TikTok, <laughs> and I won't get a notification from TikTok. Well, let me, let me show you something really neat. Can you pull up on your home screen TikTok icon? I, I want to show you something pretty neat here. Okay. Okay. Hold your finger down on TikTok and click Remove App, and then delete. And that is like. <laughs> Oh goodness! I knew Tyler, 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 Tyler. So, what else are we? What else are we missing? For those who are watching, what other things uh, are you curious about uh, for creating a safe place for uh, allowing your your children to use their devices, either phones or tablets? Or, is there anything we missed that we weren't to cover? Well, there's one thing I don't think we had this in our notes for the show, but, you know, we talked about all these controls, all of these tools that you can set. But the most useful one is have an open dialogue with your kids. Absolutely. Yeah, and, don't, and don't just say, here's all the rules. Tell them, here's why we do the rules and talk to them about it. And don't use the uh, iPad or whatever it may be as a parenting tool, but to sit down and say, this is something to help you. This is a luxury. This is not needed. Here's why we're doing these things and be very open and honest about it, because there are some things that if you don't know what can go on in the world, um, that could be detrimental to your child because they're, you know, the, the naivety there is just um, is, is never good. Absolutely. There's there. We can't um, we can't stress that enough. Uh, if, if you don't have that open dialogue and the maybe even this, the expectations are not clear when you then enforce 
certain things or you punish for certain things. And now as a non-parent, I, I know I need to be careful when saying this, but then they'll be very confused. And you'll, you might have more pushback than if there were clear expectations. And then you can say, you agreed and we talked about this. This is something that, that we talked about. And I expect you to, to hold on to your end of the bargain. Now, with that being said, um, we have a, a good friend of ours, and we weren't planning on, on saying this, but we have a good friend of ours, uh, Chad Landman, who, who does a great job uh, with a digital parenting class. And one of his resources that he has on his website, and I'm going to try to pull a screen over there and see what happens, is this digital, uh, it's a contract that he has with a parent-child device contract. And if I can read this, let's see, I'll make this full screen. We'll blow it up a little bit. You can see he says, you know, here's some some things he encourages you to have with your child when it's time, when you decide it's time to have, a, you know, get a, a, a device, whether a phone, a tablet, anything. He had, you know, this one is, a, uh, is specifically for phones and knowing the passwords that your kids should not have a, something and that's password protected that you don't know the password to. Uh, he says, you know, this person came with five limited social media accounts. You know, if it rings, answer it. Never ignore a call from mom and dad. You know, again, here's that 9 p.m. rule. And you know, he says, get it at 730. Um, and uh, you can change this how you would like. But you can see there's a nice good list of some rules that he has. And at the bottom, I love this number 19. You will mess up. I will take it away. <laughs> we will sit down and talk about it and we'll start over again. We're always learning and I'm on your team. It's important for, for, for us, you know, I'm a parent now, even though our child hasn't been brought into this world yet, it, but it's our job as parents to make sure our kids know that we love them and we're in this for with them and we want what's best for them. And then there's a place you see here for, for them to, to sign. So when there's issues, you can say, remember, we agreed on this. And uh, so that, that's from Chad. Uh, I encourage you to, to, if you would like, you know, to take a, to get some more, some more maybe detailed information about just other types of things, or you would want, you're a minister and you're watching this and uh, he does a, a good, conf, I guess, parenting digital conference thing, but you can get that at chadl.co. I believe chadl.co if I have that correct. That sounds right to me. Yep, yep. chadl.co and uh, he's uh, he stays pretty busy doing that stuff. He's been doing it for a couple, you know, for several years now and it's some pretty solid information. Oh man. Well, I guess this is brings us to our closing thoughts, which is always the fun part. And since it was your idea, it allows me time to still decide what I want to say. So, okay. so, <laughs> so, so what are some good gifts? This is our, this is our, our fun part, the gift giving guide. Yeah, it's, it's, it's eight days till Christmas right now, right? Eight days to Christmas. Less, I mean, it's, it's already almost eight o'clock on the East Coast. So it's, it's getting close to one week, which means, guys, you've got five more days before you have to start shopping. And so we thought that we would go through and we wanted to each give two gift suggestions, um, one, a tech gift and a non-tech gift. And so I'm going to start off with the non-tech gift um, because fellow ministry leaguer Trey Morgan, um, he, he's written um, a couple of books now that are out on Amazon. And his latest one just came out in November, and it is Wisdom for Your Marriage, a 31-day devotional guide through the book of Proverbs. And Trey and Lee um, they, they have a podcast on the Ministry League app as well, and they do a lot of good work with Stronger Marriages workshops. And so this would be a good time. Resolutions are coming around the corner, and the very first chapter of this book is uh, there's always something new to learn or something to that effect. And, and it's great stuff about what you leave behind, inheritances, and not the inheritance you might be thinking of, but what do kids see mom and dad do? Do they see them as a loving couple? Because whatever they see at home, that's what they're going to both seek out and emulate 
and their future relationships. And so we've got it. Um, I'll be honest, we haven't started going through it yet, but we do have it. And so uh, that would be a great one for married couples, um, especially even if you are maybe engaged would be a great one to go through. It doesn't matter if you have been married a couple of years or if you're like us approaching your 14 year anniversary um, would be something great. And so, so what, that's non-tech. So what's your, Oh man, you put me on the spot here. I, this was in our notes and I've been trying to think of a good one because it really depends on the person I, I think. And uh, I like the, you know, keeping it in the, in the league. Uh, and I'll say for, for me, a good non-tech gift, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to bring up a good book myself. Oh, right. Right. Ooh, I just knocked off something important. I think. That's a little bit suspicious that you say I'm putting you on the spot and then you just reach back and find that exact book. It hey, it it's 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 on top of it, it it's just something that's been I, right I, next to me. I now. have one in mind and I forgot to even bring it with me. <laughs> no, so you have the wonder switch. And um uh, I'm you know, this is a, a great book by a, a good friend of mine, uh, Harris the third, and it's really uh a lot of times things in our lives have happened to us. And as adults, as we get older, our wonder is crushed. And I'm not talking about just imagination, but our, our wonder has been crushed. And, and it's gr a great opportunity uh, or a great resource book for us to realize maybe because of something that happened that turned off that wonder doesn't mean that I can't turn it back on and how I can turn our wonder back on so we can live the life we were really meant to live and we can uh, it's a it's a great book uh, uh, from a very creative individual uh, he was one that always uh, reminds me um, that there are no creatives um, everyone's creative and uh, creative is not a noun it's an adjective and uh, I, I really like that and uh, I've read this book uh, the, I got it the day it came out read it uh, pretty quickly and then took his master class on it and I gotta say, I'm a I'm better for it. Uh, it it real it, it woke up some creativity in me. It woke up some wonder in me that I didn't realize maybe had died. So it's really good. It's a, it's a really good book. I encourage you to get it. It's pretty much everywhere you can buy a book. Uh, every bookstore. It's online. Uh, my wife here has chimed in, and apparently she wants some tickets uh, to you know this whoever this dude is and uh is that a dude i, I think so i mean something about uh, i guess he's a, a singer or something he's a lead singer uh, for imagine dragons right something like that and uh, uh this guy that she wants to for, to go see i don't even think he sings english i mean so i don't you know we're gonna be sitting there going i don't know what what he's saying he could be you know saying all kinds of mean things to me yeah yeah <laughs> So he, I know who he is uh, before I start getting stoned. He's a very talented singer, uh, amazing opera voice and uh, amazing uh, singer. Uh, just uh, probably not in my price range, not in our price range. Um, I apologize, Catherine. And by the way, that profile picture is on point. Uh, I love you, Catherine. <laughs> so what do you talk about when you get done? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm about to have to make another run. <laughs> so what is, uh, what's your tech gift? I'm going to cheat. I've got three ideas oh. to get, well, because of different pricing points. So, oh, okay. and so to make sure that I don't overlap any of yours, why don't you go ahead and you do your tech first? Oh man. Well, um, I'm going to do this and I, I would show you and uh, actually we're going to, we're going to show you. I would, um, for those people who are maybe, you know, a friend who's, who's wanting to start doing some maybe podcasting or vlogging or anything like that. I would highly, you know, for a cheap thing, I highly recommend this doodad. Oh, I'm not going to blind you guys. Let me turn this light off. And um, this is a, a little light that I have. It's on a stand that it comes with. And it comes with two of these. And I got this for under 30 bucks. Now it was it was on sale. I think it normally goes for about 40 bucks. So it's not too expensive. I know that that that's still uh, a good bit of money, but it's and it, it comes with these little rough shields. It has like a red one, a blue one, and uh, I think that's it. It might have another color. 
Uh, I don't use the colors too often with these lights, but this is a good light because then I can set it up here and you'll see I have another light on. So right now I have a huge shadow right here. And uh, for someone like me, that is really bothersome. And I can use this light to get rid of that shadow and be able to shine it on my face just like that. So Tyler, what is your, now that I messed up my setup, what is your gift? Uh, you have three. I'll, I'll, I'll come in with another one in just a second. But what's your gift suggestions? By the way, my, my flashlight on my phone, I don't think has the same effect here. It's not working right. Oh, no. Well, I'm blind too now. Um, first of all, I, I started thinking about this um, is a gimbal for a phone. I don't know if you know what a gimbal is. It's like a little stabilizer for videos. Oh, I want a gimbal really bad. Um, and it's, it's a three axis stabilizer and they have them. You can get them for under 70 bucks on Amazon, which isn't bad for the cost of some of them. Um, but if you have someone who really likes shooting videos with their phone, that would be a great thing. Um, the middle tiered option that I had was an Apple watch um, that you can get a series three for pretty cheap or an SE um, unless they are huge with picking exactly how their jewelry looks. I think they'll love an Apple watch. And then the final thing is if maybe, and this may be more, more for treating yourself on there is treat yourself, treat yourself. The new MacBooks that came out, the the M1 where they make their own. I'm sitting here on a MacBook Pro and my wife's MacBook Air that doesn't have a fan on it, but runs on Apple Silicon is like light years faster than mine. The battery is better and it runs cooler. And and I have a Pro and she has an Air. And so how, how old is your Pro? It, it's just a year old. Yeah, so just so not not a couple years old. We're talking about one year old MacBook Pro. Yeah, they have, they have not even updated this model that I have. Yeah. So that that would be it. And you don't need the MacBook Pro M1. The MacBook Air M1 is fast. It's ridiculous. Um, so that would be if if you need to treat yourself or you really 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 love someone and want to give them something good. You know, uh, I'm surprised, and and you'll uh, actually I'm not surprised. You'll notice none of us mentioned the AirPod Maxes because those are absolutely absurd. And uh, if you're thinking of getting one, uh, do me a favor. You see one of these? This is called a Bose headphone that's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, don't spend five, 600 bucks on a, on a headphone set unless you work in a studio and then don't buy Apple because it only works for Apple devices. So then you're also, I mean, do us a favor, scratch that off your list. And, and if you were thinking of buying either one of us that, just give us some cash. <laughs> just you save fifty bucks and send us a PlayStation Five or an Xbox. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't want to go. I've I've already Candace has heard me gripe about the cost of these things. It's nuts. It's nuts, and we've gone over time, so we won't take up any more of your time. But if you have any questions, shoot us a message. Uh, we can do some more tutorial videos between uh, episodes. But we really wanted to to get this one out there because it's important uh, to make sure you keep your kids safe. Well, hey guys, I'm Jonathan or Frodo. That's Tyler. Or we'll Eric Horn. <laughs> can we make it big? We do. We do. Don't uh, call him. <laughs> Don't tell the elf. We shall see you later. Bye.